Okay, I got two stories. Okay, tell me your stories. I got two, I got three looks. I got three looks, and that's it. I miss her. Um, <laughs> I got I got um, I got a mental health uh, story, or I have a story where I almost killed myself. Your pick. Which one do you want to hear first? Uh, mental health story first. <laughs> okay, so I started. I got a therapist because I was yeah. like this anxiety is really fucking annoying and I need someone, I need a professional to tell me how how appropriate it is for people to respond and react and what isn't my business and what is my business and what I don't need to be stressing out about. So, right, so I got Reasonable. that therapist. Yeah, yeah, right, like I just, I need someone to tell me wh- like what a normal person's reaction is supposed to be and then when yeah. it's not a normal reaction, how I need to actually react to that, right? Yeah. That's, that's the strife of my life, right? fair okay um so it's been actually going great and she started this weird thing and this is a tip this is like a pro tip if you have anxiety this is actually really cool and it's actually worked okay and i didn't i didn't i've never heard of this before in my life okay when i started doing the therapy with her the first session that i had at the very end she was like all right like you start like this is the first time you started therapy like this is the first time like you, like, this was something, like, really hard to do. How are you going to reward yourself? And I was like, <laughs> no. Why would I reward myself for doing for something that I needed to do? And she's like, no, we're not thinking like that anymore. Shit you're doing is hard. You, like, everything yeah. you've been doing is hard. And just because no one has given you gratitude for it or has rewarded you for it, you're going to do it. And I was like, ew, I don't want to do that. Ew, but ew. So, so I was like, fine, fine. I'll go pick up some ice cream. I don't know. So... I was like, whatever. So then, like, the next week, I, did, I just thought it was, like, a stupid thing. And then the next week, I told her, like, a, like another, like, quote-unquote adult thing that I did. And mm. she was like, yeah, that was hard. What are you going to do to reward yourself? And I was like, Stop. what? <laughs> Stop. Like, what? And she's like, if no one else will tell you that you are doing a good job, you are going to tell yourself that you're doing a good job. And I was like, yeah. I, like, literally, like, curled okay. my upper lip, and she laughed at me. I'm not surprised, because I know that look, because I make you make that look a lot. Yes. So, like, she mm-hmm. she laughed at me. She's like, you're going to go do something. I was like, fine. So, when I had, when another big adult thing came up, I, like, already preemptively told her about it, and I was like, I've already got my gift thing figured out. Like, I already know I'm going to go pick up some flowers for myself, whatever. <laughs> you sound so enthused. I so what the fuck? So f- like because she's telling me I have to do it, I'm already like preemptively like doing yeah. it because I know she's gonna get onto my shit about it. Good. So I had to go do an adult thing today. I had to go to the DMV to uh, to do an adult thing. I had to go get my driver's license for the state of Virginia. Right. Mm-hmm. So before I even like started doing that process, I was like, what gift am I gonna get myself? Okay. And I was yeah. like, I'm gonna go pick up a plant. After Aww. I get done with that. And you want to know what happened? Because this was like probably the fourth or fifth time that I've had like gone and rewarded myself for doing an adult thing. What? I was not anxious. <gasps> I so was proud. I was more excited over the fact that I was going to go get a plant after I was done than I was upset about the whole situation. It works. It's, it works. It's working. I don't, I don't understand. But at one point, I got a little anxious because my number was about to be called, right? And I was getting, like, really anxious. My heart was racing. I was like, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm not anxious. I'm excited. So, like, she also said that was called reframing. And I was ah! like, oh, okay, cool. So, yeah. I'm so happy. That's I'm going to awesome. have so many fucking plants in my house. Yeah, you are. You're going to be like, I'm going to reward myself with a new piece of furniture or a plant. 
or a plant. So there's so that. Proud. Yeah, thanks. Whatever. So you want to hear how I almost killed myself? Um, <laughs> I was kind of <gasps> hoping to just like ride the high and like ignore the I almost no. died, but no. okay, yeah. What no, happened? No, 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 no. This was great. I actually had a witness to this. <gasps> oh, um, no. Uh, I was actually on the phone with Jay over at the Salty Speculation Podcast. Hell yeah, what's and up, dog? He uh, he got a new computer, so he and I were trying to figure out, like, he doesn't have any co-op games, and I was giving him yeah. shit about it, so he was, like, going through a list of, like, my, my Steam library list uh-huh. as I was trying to hang my TV up in uh-huh. my living room. Oh, Christ. Oh, so, no. So, I actually, this is my grandmother's TV when she passed away, and I went up there for the funeral. Um, they, my aunt was begging me to go through the house and take shit that i wanted and i was like bro she just died like what the fuck and <laughs> that's a little messed up yeah it was it was really bothering me and i was like i can't she just died what the f-? and she's like listen to me she goes it's fine just she goes if you don't take it i have to take it to goodwill and i was like okay oh, fine so fair yeah so and she has the woman had a lot of stuff so yeah okay fair fair, fair yes fair. yes so i was going through and I, like she gave me a box so i was just kind of taking like a few like kitchen utensils i got like a crock a little mini crock pot and like a um a george foreman i got a george foreman oh my god okay <laughs> so so then she looks at me and she goes you want a tv and i was like huh? Yeah, I want a TV. Like, how big? Because the one I have is a 32 yeah. inch. So she shows me my grandmother's TV, and it's like yeah. a 50 inch. Jesus Christ. 50, 45, 50 inch. It's pretty decent. The bezel, oh, shit. The, the the black plastic yeah. is really thick, but it's a 50 pound TV. It's it's heavy, right? I was about to say, I mean, it's pretty big. It's probably pretty heavy. Yes. Uh, so I decided to have the bright idea to mount it over my fireplace. Oh, Christ. That's a tall ass fireplace, too. Yep. So I was like, so I'm on the phone with Jay and I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to pick this fucking TV up and I'm going to put it up there. And he goes, I'm going to stay on the phone just because I want to hear the crash. And I was like, fuck you. He's like, listen, you're jacked in your own right. But there's only a select few who can do that. And it ain't Mm going to be you. And I was like, I'm going to prove you Mm -hmm. wrong, you son of a bitch, because that was the wrong thing to say to me. So I'm trying to engineer this, right? So I'm like, I have this shitty ass stool. I'm only five foot five. I was like, Jesus I don't think Christ. with like the span of a 50 inch TV pick up 50 pounds because if it was smaller, I could have picked it up. But because it's wider, I'm losing my strength because it's wide. So I'm like having to pick this son bitch up and put it up over my head to get it up on the TV rack. But the little floozy stand that I had could not support the weight of a 170 pound woman. Plus a 50-pound TV. I think the max weight was only 200. So I was like, ah, I think it's going to snap. So I'm looking around my living room, and I'm like, I don't want to run out and buy a $20 step stool, even though I'll probably need in the future. But uh, I was, I didn't want to spend the money. So I was like, and I, I wanted to do this tonight. So I was, on a, I was on a mission, and I'm impatient, and you know this, and I'm stubborn, and you know this. So oh, no. I look over, and I'm like, you know what? If I was to fall on anything, I think the couch would be a good place to fall. So I grab my couch and drag it across the living room, put it all the way up underneath the um, uh, where the TV was going to go, right? And I'm still on the phone with Jay, and he's talking. And I pick, I stand up on the couch for the TV, and I pick that son bitch up, and I throw it up there, and it's hanging funny. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, it's hanging funny. I don't understand. I was like, I don't think it's on. And Jay's like, yeah, because you probably fucked it up. And right as he said that, the TV falls off. Mm-hmm. I catch it. It slams into my knee, causing me to, like, buckle and fall. And it smashes into the wall. Uh-huh. You have to break your TV? <laughs> no. 
Well, I, didn't, I didn't know if I did at the time or not, and I didn't check like an idiot because I got mad because Jay was like, yep, yep, that's what I wanted to hear. And I was like, oh my fuck God. you. So I look and I put two gashes in the wall. Oh, no. Where, where the claws, where the, the metal rods were on the back of the TV. So I clawed down the wall and then the corner of the TV smashed into the wall. So there's a couple good gashes on the wall. I got to go pick up. I, when I went to go uh, go get my plant, I meant to go pick up some putty and I forgot. Uh-huh. But yeah. when I go, I got to go do another adult thing. And then so I'm going to get another plant and then I'll go, I'll go back to Lowe's and buy some putty. So anyways, so I was like tired and I was like, cause it's so bitch is heavy. Now I'm hot. And I was like, I'm pissed. I want my TV the fuck up there. And Jay's like, are you stupid? Are you daft? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm going to yeah. pick it up again, bitch. I'm going to do it. And so he's like, you're going to hurt. He's like, you just put holes in your wall. And you're like, you're going to do it again. I was like, no, I'm not. You son bitch. So I pick it up and I successfully the second time uh-huh. get it up there. And I was like, fuck yeah, I got it in. Oh fuck you. And so I secured it in. And that's how I got my 50 pound TV up on the wall, which is probably eight feet up. I have a question. I have an answer. Why didn't you just like see your um, maintenance guy and be like, hey, can I borrow you for like five minutes and then have him come in and just help you put the fucking TV up? Are they allowed to do that? I don't know. You never know unless you ask. Worst case scenario, he'd be like, no, man, I can't. Best case scenario, he'd be like, shit, yeah. Also, I have a step stool. Come here, tiny person. (laughs) I also have a step stool. (laughs) I I had a couch. Yeah. Yep. You. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. So I want pictures when I, of that fucking wall before you oh, putty it. Oh. Oh, I have my phone plugged up. Okay. I will mm-hmm. send it to you. It's pretty good. good. I, I sent them to Jay, and he was like, <sighs> "What the fuck?" And I was like, "It's not that bad." He's like, "You put like six, seven, eight holes into your wall," and I was like, "We don't have to talk about it. We don't have yeah, to talk about it." But so I got anyways, my TV up. But when I put it up, he was like, did you break it? And I was like, I probably should have checked that before I, like, you know, hung it up and got it up there. So I did plug it in, and it still works. Totally fine. Screen's totally fine. It didn't oh, fall good. that hard. I mean, it's. Yeah. I think my uh-huh. knee took the worst of it, but I'm fine. That's, well, yeah. Give it another five years, and you won't be. You hit your <laughs> knee on something. <laughs> uh, that's oh what goodness. the weightlifting's for. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, so. I did something really stupid today. Do you want to hear about that? Yeah, sure. Okay, so... We went and visited a friend of ours who's going through some stuff, and we just wanted to see him. And they they have a child, and I'm sorry. they have a yeah, right, yes, uh, <laughs> they have like a child lock on their door, but it's like different. That like they have a instead of a turny knob door, they have one of the like handles. The levers, yeah, the little lever handles, mm-hmm. and so you have to get a different kind of child lock for that, right? So this child lock, you have to like push, it's underneath the door, it's got like, it's like bars up at like on the top and the bottom of the lever so that it can't move. So on the bottom, you have to push both sides in like really hard for it to bend down so then you can open the door. Right. I struggled very hard (laughs) to push those in. Like I got it like halfway and was like, ah, it moved and it didn't open. Um, and I just looked at it and I fiddled with it for another minute. And then Gary goes, do you want some help? No. And I was like, yeah, can you open the door, please? <laughs> and he walked over and just did it. And he was like, you're so cute. And then opened the door. He didn't even make fun of me. He should have. I deserved it. I couldn't open a child lock. Is it be- like your hand wasn't strong enough? No, no. It's just I couldn't figure out how to push it the right way. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Here we are. Couldn't open the <laughs> child lock on a fucking door. <sighs> so, you Does that lift things and put holes in your walls, and I just can't open a door. 
Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. <sighs> it's okay. At least yours was like a one and done. My back oh, yeah, and neck. True. My back and neck were totally fucked up for the rest of the night. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Let me just. <laughs> let me just, just eat, eat this. <laughs> eat this. Eat this fucking TV up there. But you want to know what else we need to eat the yeah. fuck up there? What? Scary stories. Woo! So one of my friends, Alex, he listens to the show. Mm. And um, every once in a while, he'll be like, but you want to know what else? I'm like, shut the fuck up. That's my favorite. <laughs> like, oh. like, like how I just, just take our conversations, just segue uh-huh. into it. He'll do that in the middle of our conversations. He's like, but you want to know what else is the bomb? And I'm like, no, stop. stop it. That's my thing. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make awkward jokes about my show, please. It's weird. Okay. Um, it, it makes me scream laugh when people do it. And they're my friends because I'm not expecting it. I'm never expecting it. And then it happens and I don't know what to do. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you have a better experience than I do. You're welcome. What do you want? Heads or tails? Uh, head. Heads. You want? Heads. <laughs> don't make it. Just keep going. <laughs> it's like a mind goblin. <laughs> mind, mind goblin these nuts. Oh. <sighs> I fucked it up. You yeeted the quarter because you <laughs> made a dick joke. <laughs> yep. That's what yep, happens. That was, that was karma. Yeah. Oh, it landed on heads, though. Oh, cool. All right. Okay. But you get to go first. All right. Let's, so let's uh, before we start, there's a thing that we're supposed to do. Oh, yep. if you want to keep supporting this shit show, be sure to head on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. We have a $5 investigator tier where you can uh, get a shout out on our show and be close friends with us on Instagram. And then if you sign up for the $7 medium tier you get access to bonus episodes that we're working on we have a bunch in the in the in the in the shoot and um access to our notes yes along with the other five dollar tiers oh we send you a sticker send you a sticker damn hello we send you sticker, stickers sticker. okay i need to write that down i keep forgetting. yeah probably okay all right tell me zoe Knowlton, what is your what's your thing okay so this week i'm doing a pretty pretty nifty place called the congress plaza hotel where the fuck is that at Chicago. Oh, okay, cool. It's Wimdy. <laughs> it's fucking Wimdy. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, this hotel uh, has hosted many presidents as well as major events. So, the presidents who stayed at or visited the Congress include Grover Cleveland, William McKinley, Teddy Roosevelt, William Howard Taft, Woodrow Wilson, Warren Harding, Calvin Coolidge, and even Franklin Roosevelt. Bunch so a of, lot of nerds. Presidents. Yes. I mean, presidents. Yeah. But same thing, right? Yeah. So this hotel is located on South Michigan Avenue across the street from Grant Park in Chicago at 520 South Michigan Avenue. It's an cool. 11... Thanks. <coughs> Thanks. It's an 11-story building that was originally designed by Clinton J. Warren and... Um, was designed as an annex to the auditorium theater that's across the street. The theater. reason that it was, like, um, built on, basically, um, was because the, the two buildings, like, they were linked underground by a marble-lined underground passageway called the Peacock Alley, which is the funniest thing ever to me. Peacock Why? Alley. Just because peacocks, like, strut and uh, show off how cool they are, and they lined this thing with marble. It makes me laugh. I don't get it. Uh, they were showing off because they lined oh, it with marble. Oh, yeah. Oh, because okay, got it. 
I got it. I'll get there. So the reason that they had to build that second building was because in 1893, which is when this place was built, they were celebrating World's Columbian Exposition, which was a World's Fair celebrating the 400th anniversary of Christopher Columbus's arrival. Ugh. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny that they, uh-huh. they were like so many people there. They had to build another building for it. At the time, it was not called the Congress Plaza Hotel. It was called the Auditorium Annex. I think the Congress Plaza is a little cooler. Uh, yeah. Annex but, is a weird word. Uh, annex? The word annex makes... I don't. I like it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it has it, an X in it. I don't does know. It, does it butter your biscuit? Uh, No, but it really beats my eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that one up. Oh, well, I, yeah, I would have. I'm sold. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. You, you wouldn't know. No, We're going to have to do something about, like, you guessing Southern phrases sometime. Uh, that would be okay. fun. Yeah. Next opening. It's fine. Sold. Okay. okay. So in 1902 and 1907, the building underwent massive renovations and expansion, which brought the total complex up to 1 million square feet. Woo! Yeah. Both of these expansions were designed and overseen by Holbard and Roach, a local architect firm. And at this point in time, like from here forward, the hotel has 871 guest rooms and suites. In June of 1912, Theodore Roosevelt stayed at the Congress for the 1912 Republican National Convention that was held in Chicago. Roosevelt Mm -hmm. was actually seeking the Republican nomination for president and spoke from the balcony of his room, like to the crowd that was across the street at Grant Park. And this was when he earned his famous nickname, Bull Moose. Why? Uh, he used bull moose in the um, the speech, and he's stuck. <laughs> I don't. I don't have an answer. Okay, wonderful. Bull moose. Bull moose. Yeah. Around 1918, uh, there was a Society of Artists painter that painted the ceiling murals inside the Florentine Room because a lot of this hotel has these really big, pretty, like in-depth murals all over the walls, like the ceiling, stuff like that. So Al Capone, Al Capone, Al Capone. <laughs> I caught I'm Katie so, editing I'm, my notes. I'm, I'm so upset you caught that because I was like, I thought I was gonna be sly, and I went into your notes. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna change and have her fuck up, but I was like, Al Capone, and then nothing happened. Yeah, that's no, okay. I'm upset. Okay, here that's we are. Okay. Cry about it. Cry me a in whole the river. Arms of there you go. Angels. Get some Sarah okay. McLaughlin going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Al Capone was uh, said to have stayed at the hotel for a while. There are no, like, solid records to show that he actually stayed there, because if he did, he used an alibi. Like, he didn't use his name when he stayed there. He uses Um, his alibi name, Alcabutz. Alcabutz, yes, correct. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He (laughs) did used to have, like, quote-unquote business meetings here. So there's that. That's kind of mm-hmm. fun, right? That's drug deals. Uh prohibition deals. Oh, oh, alcohol yeah, deals. Whiskey, there give go. me them alcohols. So in the nineteen thirties, we're fast forwarding a little bit, the hotel was run by a hotel industry pioneer, Ralph Heinz, National Hotel Management Company. And during the same time, part of the hotel was used as a location for a Benny Goodman NBC radio show. Benny Goodman was known as the King of Swing. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty wild name. King of Swing. I like it. Mm. 
Moving forward into the 1940s, Lois Grell, who was a Chicago-based artist, was commissioned to paint 13 murals in the hotel. And they were various popular scenes, like, and around Chicago at the time. Then, of course, we're moving into the 1940s, so World War II. When World War II broke out, the government bought the hotel and used it as a training school for U.S. Army Air Forces. So Okay. Hmm. It's a drastic change yeah. of Isn't what that, the hotel was used for. Yeah, it's really strange, like, why they would buy a hotel in Chicago, but... Okay. Here we are. Whatever. Yeah, here we are. Then in 1945, after the war had ended, a group of Chicagoans banded together and purchased the hotel from the government and reopened it to the public. Then five years later, in 1950, the Pick Hotel Corporation bought the hotel and oversaw another major, major renovation, including the reaction of the mural lobby. So they had to, like, get it painted again, because when the army bought it, they painted over it. So. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So they hired the same woman to paint everything <laughs> again. Nice. I was like, okay, cool. So they got a new front desk, new corridors, uh, new third floor public rooms, new congressional and presidential suites, and then a new supper club called the Glass Hat. They got a club S- named the Glass Hat. Supper? Supper club? Like they eat yeah, like dinner? Dinner. Cl- dinner club? Yeah, supper. I think what? that's a thing in that place. They, they call dinner supper. Well, no, no, no I, I know that, but oh. like... A club where you just go have dinner with people? That's just called you're going to have dinner. Yeah. It's like a restaurant, but like with a fancy name. But fancy. That's right. That's yeah. what it is. That's, it's, <laughs> everything's a club when you're fancy. Okay. Exactly. You gotta the pay. supper you gotta, club. You got to pay to have your friends when you're fancy. Yeah. You got to pay a cover charge, but also dinner charge. You know? <sighs> you stupid. Okay. <laughs> In 1952, a national television audience was given a front row seat with the Republican Credentials Committee as they gathered in the gold room. So that's kind of cool. The gold room is like a, this obviously gold Is it gold? Room. Yeah. This big gold Great. room uh, with a lot of stuff, a lot of people. Fancy. Then in the 1960s, another renovation and modernization project added a ballroom, escalators, which were a novelty at the time. Oh, yeah. So that's fancy in the 1960s, escalators. Moving stairs. Do you remember when we talked about rising rooms for elevators? I wonder if, like, when people saw escalators, they were just like, oh, running stairs or something. Is that what they called them? Rising rooms? Or, no, escalators. escalators. I don't know. Rising, it just rising. says escalators. Then why did you say rising stairs? I don't know. It connected in my brain. Okay. I think it should I, be called rising stairs. Right. No, no, no. Absolutely. I, I yeah. agree with this. Don't let me stop your brain ever. Oh, thanks. It's, it's kind of a hot mess right now. You're doing great. Thanks. Feels like cats are screaming. I'm like <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> I don't think that's normal. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's normal. Okay. In 1971, nearly 3,000 people packed into the Great Hall when President Richard Nixon addressed the Midwest chapters of the AARP and National Retired Teachers Association. I was just going to say, he's just talking to a bunch of old people. Basically cool did you know that you don't have to be any age to sign up for aarp i learned that and i was like oh shit i'm gonna do it yeah so do it so, yeah like worth like it. do it like it's so worth it like just do it just just do the thing okay. wait that's the wrong that's, that's the wrong brand yeah yeah Oops. i'm so <laughs> it's fine everything's fine so currently the hotel is not affiliated with any national chain 
It's been owned by a group of investors led by Albert Nassar of Tel Aviv, Israel since 1987. Cool. None of that had Mm -hmm. anything to do with why the hotel's haunted. Oh, I'm doing the, like, PG history, and then I'm going to go into, like, a bunch of deaths. What? Yeah. (laughs) We're doing the, like, the the nice stuff real fast. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So on June 15th. 2003, around 130 members of Unite Here Local 1 went on strike to protest a proposed 7% wage cut. The strike, one of the world's longest, finally ended May 30th, 2013, after nearly 10 years. No concessions were ever made. Damn. Mm Mm-hmm. So, as I said a second ago, we're moving into the the really deadly part of the history. So, (laughs) if um, violent deaths, suicides... Uh, anything like that murders, uh, squig you out, probably just skip like 10 minutes. So it is what it it is. Yeah, it's a lot. Here we are. You've been warned. So the hotel is of course known as one of the most haunted places in Chicago, because I wouldn't be covering it if it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many stories of people going to this hotel with the intention of never leaving. Here's the first one. Uh, a gentleman named James Kennedy. He checked in alone May 10th of 1910. That's my birthday. Uh, of 1910? You were born in no. 1910? No, that's my birthday, not my birth year. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, are you a vampire? Am I tricking you into telling me? Yes. Mm. I, just say it. I know what you are. I'm a vampire. <laughs> Name that movie. <laughs> what movie is that? Oh, was that um, the the vampire version of Kathleen Carter? Or, no, excuse me, Elizabeth Clarer's uh, romance. Yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yes, you nailed okay, it. Perfect. Yeah, Twilight. That's what it's called because they sparkle in the twilight and the rest of the light. Ting ting. Okay. Sparkle, yeah. sparkle. Perfect. Okay. So James <laughs> Kennedy. Let me get up. Okay. Get my brain yeah, back sorry, on track. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, you're great. He checked into the hotel alone. Went to his room, cut all of the identification tags from his clothes, because back during that time period, you would have two pairs of clothes, you would take your, like, nice suits with your name on the tags, that's why they're called, like, name tags in your clothes, (gasps) you would take them to the dry cleaner, they would clean them, you would come back and say, hey, I'm here to pick up, like, whatever your name is, and they would, like, give you your suit that had all of your name tag in it, right? Huh. Okay. Fun fact. So... He got all of those out, so nobody would know who he was. Then he burned all of his identification papers in the hotel room, walked to Lake Michigan, shot himself. Whoa. Zero to a thousand. Yep. So that's one. Later that year, an insurance salesman, Andrew Mack, called a friend from his room before walking to the lake, walking into Lake Michigan, and drowning himself. That's commitment. That's two. Cool. Another unnamed salesman threw himself down an elevator shaft in this hotel. Oh, fuck. A drifter jumped off of the North Tower roof. (gasps) A troubled family man hanged himself from a cupboard hook. That's one strong cupboard hook. That is one dedicated man, because all he would have to do is put his feet down. Oh. Yeah, because it's a cupboard hook. It's not very tall. True. Yeah, I I don't like that one. In the summer of 1916, mining investor Morris Davis and his wife formed a suicide pact. He was found in their room, dead of cyanide poisoning, and his wife was at death's door but alive. 
She later claimed, because she she lived, she later claimed that they had taken the cyanide by accident. They confused it with Epsom salt. How do you take cyanide by accident? Correct. So after claiming that, a few days later, she escaped from the hospital and threw herself out of a third story window. Oh. She lived. Again. Woman. (laughs) (laughs) After that. So uh, two two attempts, they put her into a psychiatric facility, but um, her saying, oh, no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't a suicide pact, like, that allowed her to be able to try again, so. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Ooh. So do we know the end of the story for that woman? No, I hope she got help and is okay, or was okay. She would have, she would probably be dead by now since that was in the 1930s, but yeah this one's really sad um all right so 1939 a woman named adele langer she was a refugee from czechoslovakia who had actually fled nazi influence um she her husband and her two children who were four and a half and six they all fled to the u.s uh he was like a a big um he had a factory in czechoslovakia and like was a, a fairly wealthy man he sold it very quickly because he didn't want hitler to take it from him or worse right, right. um they were like the the wife and kids were staying at the hotel and the husband carl was working to get permanent residency in canada actually so that they could restart their lives and like just rebuild you know they mm-hmm. were in the U.S. on a six-month visa. So it was nearing the end of their six months. So he had to get this for them to be able to stay in the U.S. and not have to go back and face persecution. Right. Adele, unfortunately, was already really depressed, um, having to leave her home and everything else that was going on. So thinking that her husband had abandoned them because it, or he had already been deported, something bad had happened, right? right? Because he hadn't showed up the day that she was expecting him to. He was a little bit late. She takes the kids out for ice cream. She takes them to the park. Uh, they go to the zoo. All sorts of really good stuff. And when they get back to the hotel on the 13th floor, she throws each of them out the window and oh. then jumps herself. And the really sad thing is that evening, Carl returned having earned permanent residency in Canada. So. Fuck. I've linked the newspaper article from that into my notes. So if you want to go look at it, it's there. Mm. It's really sad. That one in particular made me sad. So so close, yet so far. <sighs> then in August of 1950, a guest shot an employee and then himself when the staff member came to collect his $104 hotel bill. The man was unemployed and had no money. Ah. Mm-hmm. Bro, if you just said that. Yeah, right? They would kick you out and then I'd, something that's, else. I don't know. Yep. But, that's that's that. Yeah. You just kind of walk out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In May of 1966, attorney Frederick Hay was found naked and strangled with his shirt, bound with his own socks. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, and, uh. That's. Yeah. What? Yeah. And then, uh, the last, um, murder-related, murder-adjacent that I had. Murder-adjacent. A murder-adjacent. Question. Do you know who H.H. Holmes is, by any chance? It's a book writer? No. no murderer okay. <laughs> big big boy murderer yeah never mind okay um he he had okay so he appa- allegedly would meet women in the lobby of this hotel um before taking them back to his murder castle um 
So, like, he would he would find women that were looking for a job, and he would come up to them and be like, oh, you're looking for work. Why don't you come work for my pharmacy? Because he was a doctor, um, or pretended to be a doctor. And mm-hmm. staff at the, like, they would say, yeah, that sounds great. Come on. And, like, he would take them to his murder hotel. I'm not going to tell you more about that because it would make you cry. Um, anybody who knows true crime is going to know what that is. Yeah, don't make me cry. You know, so staff at the Congress Plaza say that, no, that was actually a hotel around the block, like a few blocks away. It wasn't actually the Congress. So I put that in there because I'm not sure if it is or isn't. So it could, it could have been both, honestly. Yeah, potentially, either or, because I can't imagine like his hunting ground was like that. He wouldn't feel bad about going here. But anyway. Yeah. So accidents that have happened in the hotel so the, these oh, aren't like murder suicides these are accidents. so they're like they're like adjacent adjacent murders yeah yeah like M- murder adjacent adjacent you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay yes. <gasps> so, so in 1904 which this one was just seven years after the hotel opened an elevator operator at the auditorium nx fell 70 feet to the subfloor dying on impact Oof. so that's two people that have fallen down the elevator shafts yeah Ooh. In 1926, a woman named Mrs. Harriet Harrison, what a name, was staying at the Congress with her husband. She took a wrong step and plunged six stories down an elevator shaft to the hotel basement. Why the Three fuck? People. Three Why people the who fuck? Falling down the elevator. Are people falling down the elevator? Why are the doors not closed? I don't know. What the fuck is going on with this elevator? What the fuck is? Yeah, there's so many people, so many deaths. Yep. All right, so now we're on to the hauntings, finally. Thank you for your patience. Yeah. So in the early days, when the hotel was being built, right, there was a workman who somehow became trapped behind one of the walls in the hotel. As he was struggling to get out, he suffocated. Ah. So now, in some of the closets, (gasps) when you open the door, you can see an arm reaching out of the wall. Like, trying to grab onto something to pull themselves out. Like, trying to get some sort of leverage. I fucking hate that. That's not the worst thing we're going to talk about. Uh. The Florentine room is a beautifully painted ballroom. It's one of the ones that the, the woman was commissioned for that I mentioned earlier. It was also used as a roller rink when the hotel opened in the 1890s, which is kind of cool, right? But... Roller skates were a little different in the 1890s. They were wooden wheeled instead of plastic or rubber. Yeah, they were just they were just skates of death. Basically, yes, yeah, death skates. <laughs> <laughs> Security guards say that early in the mornings, typically between like one and four in the morning, cheerful organ music can be heard from outside the locked doors of the Florentine room, as well as the sounds of the old wooden skates like on the floors. There's mm-hmm. a piano in there that will play by itself, and you can hear a woman screaming outside of a staffed, full, like, staff door on the east side of the room. Why? Huh? No, one, an no one knows? I don't have an answer. Yeah. Great. Don't have, don't have an answer. On this floor next to the Florentine room is a woman's restroom that is also haunted by a woman who will appear in the mirrors as you're looking at yourself in the mirror, and when you freak the fuck out, turn around and run away, she will chase you down the hall. What? <laughs> This bitch. <laughs> she will chase you down the hall. Yep, that's nice. In the what? gold room. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not. We're not done. What? Yep, yep. She she chases you down the hallway. 
Like, she doesn't just leave you. Like, her purpose is not just to scare you. It's to scare the bejesus out of you. To make you shit your pants. Oh, yeah, my God. As you're running away from the toilet. How rude. She comes, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're that's, washing your that's... hands, and she just, who? That spooks you. That's that's gross. That is that's next yeah. level fucked up. It's really cool. mean. It's really mean. I don't like it. Okay, so in the gold room, you know, the, the one that's gold, it's a hot spot for wedding receptions, right? Because it's just such a grand room. Mm-hmm. So the bride and groom are often freaked out when they look at their wedding photos after the fact. Because those taken around the grand piano tend to develop with one or more people missing from the picture. What? Yeah. That's gross, right? I don't like that, that one. That's not how any of this works. Yeah, yeah. That so is... there's, there's multiple, like, one to multiples that were there that are not in the photo. And it's not, like, the edges either. It's, like, people in the, like, in the center, like, there's people on either side of them, and then the person in the center is just gone. That's not so how cool. any of this works. Yeah, that's fun. I like that. I, I have never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Me either. I don't like it. So the doors to the gold room will always be unlocked no matter if you secure like how many times you secure and lock them they will always be unlocked that's fun that's weird yeah oh this one's my favorite so in the south tower because there's a north and south there's a spirit who will wait for you to get into the elevator and then will moan and groan to freak you out so it's just a little elevator goblin Just just hanging out trying to scare you. So the elevator starts to move and they're like, <sighs> there are some asshole fucking ghosts in this fucking hotel. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Ugh. That's great. Okay. Third floor hallway. Third floor hallway. That's where we're at. Is haunted by a man named Peg Leg Johnny. Can you guess what a why? Name. Does he have a peg leg? Yep. So he was a traveling man who found his way inside. Uh, He was a man with a wooden leg who always had a big smile and a big tip is what some of the workers said. Uh, He was eating dinner or excuse me, he was eating breakfast and like one morning after staying in the hotel and had a heart attack and died at the table. Oh, he can be heard walking around and usually there's a step bang, step bang. And then it's followed (gasps) by a. chairs scraping across the floor as he rearranges the furniture to his liking or he will like go to a door make sure nobody is like people are close enough to hear it but like not close enough to have done it and then we'll like slam doors <laughs> he's rude he's a little okay even yeah. after death he's a little particular oh yeah good old, i mean old peggy i would definitely use my time as a spirit to just like fuck with people oh we so all know I get this. it i get yeah, it yeah, yeah. i understand we know, we know. There is the spirit of a little boy on the 13th floor mm. that will run up and down the hallways. He wears little knee-high breeches and breeches and high-button boots. And breeches. Many breeches. Breeches? Breeches. 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 Oh. Many people believe this is the spirit of one of the children that was thrown from that floor. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's sweet, though. He, will, he likes he to turn lights old. on and off and steal key cards. Yeah, never mind. He's a little <laughs> dick. <sighs> it was the only child I was going to let pass on this podcast, but no. But no, apparently not. A little weenie. So even if Al Capone didn't live in the hotel, he this was... So Who? like the hotel... Al Capone. Who? Al Capone. He, he is now Al, Al Cabutz on this me, podcast. Al-Kabutz, Thank my you. My apologies. Al Cabutz and the, the prisoner of um, Alcatraz. 
<laughs> Beautiful. Amazing. So even if he didn't like live in the hotel, right? This was where. So have you heard of the Val- Saint Valentine's Day massacre? Yes. Okay, so that's attributed to Al Capone, right? Correct. He wasn't like physically there. He was actually at home in Florida. Well, Jake Greasy Thumb Goosick. What a fucking name, <laughs> Greasy Thumb. Like, what does that mean? Um, Greasy Thumb is the one that was like part of the massacre. And before it happened, he called Al Capone from the Congress Plaza. And after he called Al Capone from the Congress Plaza. So before and after the murder. So like we can see victims or like people wandering around the hallways that look like that time frame. Yeah. As well as Al Capone sitting in that like sitting at the bar or hanging out in the lobby looking super fancy in his nice suits and shoes. So that's fancy. Gross. Fancy. Fancy schmancy. Ugh. So the only room that I found in the South Tower that's haunted is room 905, where there is constant phone static all the time. Constant. What do you mean? Like phone static. Like you'll you'll turn around and like your phone is off the hook and staticky. Right. Yeah. And then you'll put the phone back on the hook and then you go do something else and you'll come back and it's off the hook with static again. That would be really annoying when you try to sleep. Is it plugged into the wall? Yes. Throw the thing across the room. No. Yeah, just that's unplug it. It still gets flipped open. They're still static. Probably, Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> Rude. Now, the uh, North Tower, however, is, as I put in my notes, hopping. Hopping? Hopping. Is it, is it bussin'? It's bussin'. As, as the kids say, and it makes me really uncomfortable. I don't know why. I don't know. It's too close to bust. Like your bust. Oh, like your oh. size? Yeah. Oh. Your yeah. titties? Titty size, yes. Your bust size. Your testicles. Breasticles. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so in the North Tower, first we have room 474, which a what? A once loved, or excuse me, uh, a one-time, or one long-term, long-term resident who was a judge. The way I wrote that was really difficult to discern in my brain (laughs) at this moment. So (laughs) a judge who lived there. Loved to flip channels on his television set. So now, if you're in that room, whether your television's off, he will turn it on and start flipping channels. Or you're watching something, he doesn't give a shit, he doesn't like it, he's going to start flipping your channels. Ah, uh, so channel, channel TV surfer. Yeah, channel surfer. That's him. Ugh. Room 441. Security is called to this room more than any other in the hotel. This room is known like a female spirit is in this room and guests have called the front desk to complain about a figure standing near the foot of their bed who kicks them or (gasps) bangs on something to jar them awake stop yeah (laughs) that's so weird like your feet are hanging off and she just kicks the shit out of them is like get the fuck up like excuse me me and that ghost would be throwing feet (laughs) i kick her back Oh, for sure. Watch your foot just go right through. Yeah. I hit a wall. Ugh. Ugh. So another room is one, or excuse me, is 759. 759. Mm -hmm. When you try to enter this room, something holds the door shut from the inside. 
So it said that there was an elderly elderly gentleman who was a longtime resident there, and this uh-huh. was his room. His son had come to take him to a nursing home, and wanting to stay in the hotel, he mustered, like, all the strength that he could to keep the room from, like, the being opened so that his son wouldn't take him. And even now, he remains determined to live in the Congress forever. It's kind of nice. Kind of sad. Kind of nice. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't want to go to a home either. Absolutely not. So here's some stuff that happens in other rooms that I was unable to find the room numbers for because the hotel refuses to, like, let that get out. Ah. So one room is pictures on the wall will rotate a full 360 degrees before your eyes. So that's cool. That's, that's like, poltergeist Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Second room was a room that two Marines fled from in 1989, <gasps> running through the lobby in their boxer shorts at 3 a.m., saying that a black shadow figure had entered the room from the closet and approached their beds. That's cool. That's Oof. Fun. No. Hmm. This one is like an additional trigger warning, so just skip past if this makes... Just, just skip if you can't handle unaliving. So the room... This room... The, the third room I'm going to talk about, um, a woman had, like, gone out partying and she'd had, like, just a really shitty time, really depressed. Uh, she go she went into the bathtub after a hard night of partying and slit her wrists in the tub. Mm. And guests will walk into the bathroom to see her staring at them out of the bathtub. So. I, I, I would die. Yeah, yeah, that's mean. That's not okay. Ooh. 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 That... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that, one gets me. that one gets me. I don't like it. The last room is the room that is like inspired Stephen King's short story 1408. Yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah. anything about that? You do? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So this room isn't number 1408 because, you know, there's only a hundred and, or excuse me, 817 rooms. Right. So no one knows where this room is located in the hotel because. The hotel has, like, some people think that it's been padlocked shut. Other people think that it's been boarded up. Others say that it's been wallpapered over. In reality, like, if this room were still, like, on the map, it would be listed as room 666. Right. You know, because obviously. The spot where this room's door should be is drywalled over. And (gasps) you can find it by looking down and seeing, like, a patched piece of baseboard on the floor. But if you look up, you can still see the lintel, like, where the door would be. Like, you can see the top of it, like, the frame. Right. No staff member claims to remember why the room was sealed off, just that it was. And window washers say that the room was closed up with the furniture still inside it. So, like, they can see in from outside and there's still furniture in there. So, that's that's a little weird. Okay. Now, the room is real and... It really has been boarded up, but Stephen King didn't, in reality, base his story off of that room. Um, I found a couple of sources that said that there was an author who used that for her own personal gain, like made that fact up for her own personal gain. So here we are. I'm not going to name names just in case, but here we are. So on floor 12, floor 12 is not a good floor. 12 and 13, not good places. When people enter into floor 12... They will feel a sense of dread, impending doom, and feel like they're being watched or chased as they go down the hallway. Oh, another chasing. Great. Awesome. This place is good for that. 
This is considered to be the most haunted floor of the hotel, and most of the doors have actually been wallpapered over, so it's not just the one, it's multiples. Others... Jesus! (laughs) Others that haven't been wallpapered over have, like, logging chains across them with padlocks. Yeah, because I want to sleep in a fucking hotel where some of the rooms are, like, logging chained shut (laughs) off. Yep, yep, that's cool, right? That's fun and interesting and exciting. Uh, So the staff says that most of those rooms have actually been closed off due to paranormal activity, and it was just too intense and too horrible, and they just can't rent the rooms, so they just shut them off. They shut them down. Shut them up. Lovely. Yeah, some guests, if they're, like, particularly douchebaggy, Zach Bagans, would go up and, like, (sighs) knock on the doors or, like, on the sections of walls where you can see where the doors were. To see if there's, like, spirits that can, like, move stuff around in the rooms. And if you intentionally piss the spirits off, they will move shit around in the rooms that no one is in. And they're, like, wallpapered over. Nobody could get in or out. So they'll start, like, fucking shit up in there. That's fun. Lovely. Ah! Ah! Mothers who stay on the 12th floor will feel compelled to look over the railing and want to jump. Bro. Just like, Yeah. Yep. Bro, yeah, they just good. need to be good. done with the 12th floor, like disable the elevator from going to the yeah. 12th floor. Yeah, I get a spooky story about the elevator, too. Okay, so now I- I've got a couple of personal experiences that I want to share with you real quick. Okay, I know it's getting kind of long, but it, it's these are too good. So here's uh, where I found like a large chunk of my story from um, was this woman who I couldn't get. I couldn't find her name on her blog, but it's linked in my notes. Uh, Quote, over the past 30 years, I've had my own harrowing moments at the Congress Plaza. There was the morning that I was awoken by the sound of the shower blasting full force, steam rising and filling the bathroom, though I could barely get a trickle and little warmth when I'd tried to take a bath earlier. There was the night that my worst fear as a ghost hunter came true. The sheets and blankets were peeled off of me by unseen hands as I slept. Then came the night of incessant knocking, and it's like capitalized, like (laughs) N-I-K- Night of incessant knocking. Oh, yeah. came to christen it. (laughs) More than a dozen times throughout the night, someone was rapping three times on our door, but no one stood there when we opened it. There was the night my daughter and I were kept awake chillingly by the sound of two men whispering at the foot of our bed, are they still awake? Shut the fuck (laughs) up. That's the one. That's the one. We're done. That's That's get the fuck up and get a new room. That's it. No. Goodbye. Goodbye. Are they Goodbye. still awake? That's that's sleep with the lights on. That's sleep with the lights on. That's that's hey, I need a new room. Thanks. Ah, uh. gross. Okay. So, here's here's one that I found on Reddit that I thought was really good that had the the creepy elevator story. So, this person was staying at the hotel with their family and they didn't know it was haunted. Their mom did, but they didn't tell them because why would you? Obviously, like fuck kids, right? Right. <laughs> That's so rude. So they said that the hallways are really dark. Even though there was like light between every door, it just looked dark, dingy, and kind of creepy. Later that night, me and my mom were sitting in my room when I heard the sink turn on. I asked her, hey, do you hear that? And she said, oh, no, it's just the toilet making noises, probably because they're old. (laughs) (laughs) Mom's a dick. (laughs) It was late that night when I went looking for the soda machine. I couldn't find any of them, so I went to the front desk. There was a young and very awkward person there who told me that the soda machine was in the game room and you had to go 
through a little closet to get into the game room. So none of the sodas worked. So I asked the lady again and she told me there were no other soda machines located in the hotel. So I ended up going back to sleep. The next day we read through the services they offered and it said ice machines ice machines are located on almost every floor of the South Tower. So that night I went looking around. I went to the 12th floor and looked around and didn't see anything but the doors to the stairs. So I walked into there and in there was a long hallway behind the stairs. So I walked down to a few more rooms and finally found the ice machine. While it was fixing the ice, it was so loud, so I didn't hear anything, but I felt a cold breeze, so I turned around to see this lady just walking by me. I jumped because I wasn't expecting it and laughed, assuming she would find it funny, too. But she didn't even look at me. She just kept walking and turned the corner. Right after I began to walk back, I looked down that hallway where she had turned, and I didn't see her. It was a dead end, and I never even heard a door open or close. It was kind of weird, but I didn't really think too much of it. Once I called the elevator, I planned on going back to my room, which was on the 13th floor, which was one floor up, but the elevator didn't move. It just stood there for about two minutes. So she's in this elevator by herself. She pushed the button and it's just sitting there for two minutes. Oh. <sighs> Finally, it began to move very fast. Faster than any elevator I have ever been in moved, and it took me to the third floor. Down? Yeah, down. Not up to the 13th. Down to the uh. third. I was too scared to use the elevator again, so I ended up just running up 10 flights of stairs. Same. Yeah. Same dude. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think the hotel was that bad, so I didn't even leave with any like ill feelings or anything. But when I got home, my mom said, I didn't want to say anything, but the hotel was haunted. Completely Obviously out of nowhere. You, you dick. <laughs> oh, I told her, oh, I think I saw a ghost. <laughs> So that's, that's fun. That's super cool. Oh, um, yeah, that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. She, she found a story about a maid who died in the hotel that haunts the third floor. And guests will often complain that the elevator stops on the third floor for no reason. Ah, so, so it went down to the third floor. Ooh, that's fun. Now, my personal favorite story, and then I'm, I'm done, I promise. I found another Redditor who said... I booked a night at the hotel. Uh, they were in town for a race. So they're going to be running in a race. And they got like, somebody said, oh, no, the hotel's haunted. And they were like, eh, big deal. I don't give a shit. Um, like, went up to their room, got ready, like, plugged in a little fan, like a little portable fan. And, like, put it in the bathroom, the only free outlet there was. And they just needed it for, like, background noise, right? Lay down, almost asleep. Just And it says, just as I started to drift to sleep, I heard a crash from the bathroom. I went in to see what it was. My fan, which had been plugged in and set in the middle of the countertop, was unplugged and in the shower. Bro, that's not how this works. <laughs> no. There was no way that that could have fallen. It was in the middle of the countertop. I've had it for years, and it's never vibrated itself to the edge of a surface. There's no way it would have fallen, and even if it did, it certainly wouldn't have landed seven feet away in the shower. That's all bitch got yeeted. <laughs> it was at that point that I truly, truly felt the presence of a dark entity. I'm not one to talk or think like this at all. I'm afraid to talk about this night to my friends because they'll think I went nuts. I feel like there was evil in that room. I tried in vain to go back to sleep. It didn't work. At one point, I saw the cord to the lamp swinging back and forth on its own. The closet door kept opening, even when I would shut it firmly. And worst of all, 
were the voices. So many voices. I heard voices on either side of the room, muffled and low enough that I couldn't hear the words, but definitely voices. It could have been other guests, but I don't usually hear a lot of people up and chatting at 2.30 in the morning. The final thing in my mind is I started thinking about the story I read about a haunting at that hotel that a woman threw herself from the 12th floor window. My mind somehow started telling me, you should go look out the window and see what her view was. I was on the 11th. I don't think like that. It's not some sort, like, I don't know what's happening. I'm a very boring suburban housewife. I have three kids. There's no way that that was something that I would think. So now she's afraid something is influencing her. So at that point, she decides to leave the hotel, packs up all of her stuff, doesn't run in her race, just gets everything, gets the hell out of there and doesn't go back. So today, the hotel will not let paranormal hunters into the hotel. Just won't do it. They used to hold uh, investigations and would like let people go up to the 12th floor or like go into the hotel rooms that weren't booked or just like do whatever they wanted, right? Right. Until the activity got so bad. And now it's like, look, you can't even talk about it. You, you can sit in the lobby and we'll tell you stories and that's it. And that's the Congress Plaza Hotel. What'd you think? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was a lot. Um, that was a lot. It's, uh, it's It's always interesting when people are like, paranormal activity isn't real, but it's real enough that it'll in affect an 800 hotel room hotel and yeah. they'll do shit. Because of it, as a result, they'll board up yeah. rooms, which is losing them money. Like, yeah. well, they I won't mean, wait. <laughs> I feel like because they have to, like, if your shit gets damaged, they're going to have to refund you not only the, the stuff that you paid them, but also if, like, your property gets damaged while you're there, I feel like they would have to reimburse you. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, that's spooky. That's interesting. That's a lot. That's really fucked up. No, we're not staying there. Don't even ask me. Bro, it's only like 170 bucks a night. Oh, it's so cheap for a fucking reason. <laughs> It'd be so much fun. Come on. No. We could take it in shifts. Yeah. It'd be like a D&D watch schedule. You get the first four hours, I get the second. It'd be fine. <laughs> It'd be so bad. I don't think I, don't think I, I could, could sleep. I, I don't, think and I I don't could even, either. And I couldn't be awake either. It'd be scary. It'd be really cool, but it'd be really scary. We'll, we'll talk not. about it. Okay, perfect. That's all I want. talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. Okay. All right. So this is the part of the podcast where we give shout outs to newest Patreon members, but we do not have any newest Patreon members today and that is A-OK. So if you want to help us out, be sure to drop a like and review on iTunes, smash that follow button on Spotify, and please be sure to do the thing wherever you are listening to us. Because if you like what we do, rate and review, please. I feel like I did that really short. Did I miss a part? I don't think so. I think you just did it faster than normal. It wasn't bad though. Yeah. It was good. It was good. I liked it. Okay. It was short and sweet and to the point. Okay. So I know that Zoe's part was a little bit long, but (laughs) my part, I, Katie Groves, um, mine's a little bit shorter. Perfect. But it's haunt. It's pretty fucking haunted. Okay. But there's no good stories. Rip. There's no good stories. It just has a lot of basic activity. Well, I mean, that's still pretty hauntalicious. Yeah. But I I still got to I still got to I got like a couple good little, little ones. So... I mean, I'll take it. Okay, you ready? Me. Yeah, spook me. Okay. It's St. Albans Sanatorium mm-hmm. in Radford, Virginia. Oh, shit. That's close. You want to go visit? So it's somewhere close to me. Sure. I mean, we can. They they have um, 
you can go there and check it out. They're trying to like restore the place, so they're okay. actually allowing paranormal investigators to come check it out. There's a lot of um, like sci-fi and discovery channels that have gone and filmed there because oh, of how haunted yeah. the place is. Yeah, so you can go there. It's cool. Dope. So, anyways, um, the history, the history of the uh, the place started before the sanitarium sanatorium was mm-hmm. actually built. Uh, there was already bloodshed on the land. The Location of this land uh, is close to the New River watershed. Okay. So, which, of course, uh, has some Native Americans living on the land. Though there's always uh, the uh, downside to an area. If, if Where there's an advantage to an area, you know the colonizers are coming, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> everything i wanted it to be <laughs> cockinizers <laughs> ah, that's everything i wanted and more <laughs> i did it while i was almo- still working on them too I- <laughs> <laughs> did you almost say it out loud yes because i was like because that's why i paused and i was like where there's an i kept seeing the word cock out of the corner of my eye and i was like that's not right but keep going bitch just keep talking it'll all make sense in a minute uh, that's what are you, you satisfied get. yeah that's what you get, that's what you get. also this place is eight like like less than 10 minutes from where you live fun fact what yeah if i did my if i did my calculations correct yes no Hold up. <laughs> there is no way. I'm pretty sure. No. No, it's on the other side. Shit. I was about to say, do you, did you forget where I live? No, I just typed in one place and I think it hecked up and chose the wrong one. Four hours. Yeah. No, because this is, this is like right next to good old Tenassi. So. Probably last. closer to you than me. It's on the way to you from me. Yeah, it's on 81. Oh, nice. So. Nice, yeah, nice, yeah. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. Well, I don't know why my Google machine just uh, you, fucked up you so got bad. My, you got my hoats up. I would have fucking oh. went by myself. No, that's rude. You gotta wait for me. Oh, my God. Okay. Wait me. me. Okay, cockinizer. Um, <laughs> so, because of this, oh. Jesus, uh, hostility <laughs> broke out between the two groups, and oh. for obvious reasons, uh, where in 1755, the local Shawnee natives attacked mm. the colony of Draper's Meadow. Uh, it was pretty gruesome. I'm not going to go into the details of that. It was pretty bad. Uh, they killed about five. Yeah, took, uh, killed five people, um, took several others as hostage. There was, there's one story of a woman who was took, took, taken, taken hostage, and she escaped the kidnapping. She escaped her hostage situation, and she and another German Deutsch woman who tried to eat her twice, they both traveled back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Straight up try to eat her because they were hungry. They had to oh. travel. They had to oh, we get there. Oh, we get there. They had to travel back over a thousand miles, which was a forty-three day trek. Ew. To get back to Draper's Meadow. Shit. Which I don't know how the hell they got dragged up that far, but horses. Probably. Like, yeah. Quite yeah. literally so, dragged. Quite literally. You're probably right. So yeah. there's there's that story. Um. So there that that happened. Um. Then during the height of uh the Civil War. The Battle of Cloyd's Mountain. Ooh. Clyde's Mountain. It was one of the worst battles in Civil War, probably. Okay. Could, do you remember this? Are you in a Civil War? I'm trying to, in my brain, Clyde's Mountain, you said? 
Cloyd, C-L-O-Y-D. Cloyd's Clods? Something. Clods? Uh, something. Okay. Anyways, apparently it was one of the worst battles in the Civil War, other than Gettysburg. Hmm. So, um, the Union apparently bombed the crap out of a settlement settlement called the Central Depot, and from the from where the artillery was fired from is where the sanatorium stands today. Oh. Yeah. That's dark. Yeesh. Okay. Uh, Finally, in 1892, the building was constructed, but at first it was not a sanatorium. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give a disclaimer. The rest of this is going to be about suicide. Oof. Like, I'm, th- there's going to be suicide parts in here. So if you don't want to listen to that, um, definitely skip forward about 10 minutes. Um, but it's just, it's riddled throughout this. Um, ooh, so here we go. It functioned as a prestigious elite... Lutheran Boys School. Oh. Founded by headmaster George W. Miles. Oh. His his idea for the school was to take boys in and turn them into southern gentlemen, but he did the opposite of that. Um I they were I don't trust it. Right? I don't trust it. Yeah, you shouldn't. Uh they were expected to perform both well in class and on the sports ball field, and because of that, uh this mentality sp- Spiraled out of control where students would actually fight and bully one another for that competitive edge. Not only, yeah, not only did the headmaster not do anything about it, he actually encouraged this behavior among the boys. I mean, boys will be boys, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? (gasps) So... (laughs) Throughout, throughout, uh, though sometimes the bullying and competitive competitiveness was too much uh this frequently uh led to unaliving occurrences on the school property yeah that yeah. had to do it whether it was um the kids unaliving each other or themselves correct yep correct 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 uh all of this and all of this continued until about 1903 when the headmaster miles died uh, enro- enrollment quickly plummeted. I guess it just didn't do well after he passed away. I don't know. And the school closed about eight years later. Hmm. Well, oh, I mean, well. I can't say I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, right? Fuck it. Uh, in 1916, a man by the name of Dr. John C. King bought the building to start his vision, the nation's first top-of-the-line psychiatrist hospital. Ooh. Uh, spoiler alert, it was not top of the line. Damn it. It was mental health in the early 1900s. So, Man, I'm always hoping that somebody, when they say top of the line, it's going to be top of the line, but I don't think we'd be talking about it if it was. I mean, it was technically top of the line at the time, but not top, not, mm. not, not. Yeah. So, so he had previously worked in the Southwestern Lunatic Asylum where the patients were not treated well, so he wanted to open a new sanatorium with better conditions so Mm. he renovated the building a little bit and he added a cute little farm a roof a rooftop garden and a bowling alley in the basement hell yeah but of course no matter how you try in the early 1900s to make it a sanatorium that's nice uh the practices of psychiatric treatment were barbaric at best ice baths right um so because it was supposed to be the best sanatorium in the nation meant that it had top of the line and i'm I'm air quoting here Mm -hmm. top of the line treatments which also included implementing experimental treatments onto the patients owie these treatments included but not limited to insulin reduced insulin induced comas oh jesus christ 
lobotomies, shock therapy, the, the new and improved electroconvulsive therapy, oh. and, and hydrotherapies, which could be one of three things. Yep. You getting mummy wrapped in, uh, in freezing cold towels. Yep. And, and left for days. Uh, uh, strapped into steaming hot water vats mm. or blasted with a fire hose. Wasn't it Hydrothera- like ice cold water too when you got like blasted with the hose? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but also okay. like the pressure of a fire hose is immense uh, and also can rip and break skin. So uh, <laughs> uh, some of these, and I'm air quoting here again, treatments uh, either left the patients disabled, brain dead, or even dead. Or just dead dead. No, and, and dead. I said that. Yeah, yeah, just dead dead. Brain dead, brain or, dead, dead, dead. or dead. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what Ugh. I said. That's, I, know, yeah, that's what, I know, I was just okay. repeating you oh. for emphasis. Oh, 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 emphasis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Emphasis. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> An emphasis. Oh my god. <sighs> the games we play. Aren't you just uh, so happy with me? Yeah, I'm so glad I came up with this idea. Yep. Uh, plus, some of these treatments went on for days, so the emotional distress from that has actually like charged the facility because apparently when you go in, it's just like a very dreadful feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are records of some patients unaliving themselves, and especially in particular, this bathroom coined the suicide bathroom, where four people ended their existence. What a charming name. <laughs> Woo. By 1945, the staff to patient ratio was 48 staff to 6,509 patients. Oh, and I the know building. It's bad. The building is small. The building is small. I don't know how the fuck they got that many b- people in there. It's not that big of a building, honestly. What is it? I need to find what? a picture of this place because I don't I don't know if I've ever told you, but when I drove up to see you with Kevin the first time and then Blake the second time, right? Uh right? there's there's this this place on the right-hand side as you're driving from Tennessee to Virginia that it's once you get into Virginia that just it's it looks like an what I would describe it and have described it as is an old-timey boys' school. And I'm curious now. It's really, really close to 81, but I don't think that you can see it from the highway. Okay, because that just... Ooh, I would lose my shit if it was that place, but I think it's too small to have been a sanatorium, although you say it's small, so I don't know. I'm going to have to look at a picture and I'll get back no. with you. I don't. I don't think so because you would have to look through the city of Radford to yeah. see the sanatorium. So, okay. hmm, 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 hmm. You'll be all right. Well, I mean, you Google it right now. You're just that's what I'm there. working on. Okay, that's cool. what I'm doing. Um. So, and I. And so the reason why the numbers were always high because, as you know, anyone could be admitted for anything. Mm-hmm. Like, like female disease. Yep. Yep. That's my personal <laughs> favorite. <laughs> Oh, Lordy. Ah. Okay, so the staff to accommodate the many patients uh, would actually have to stay on campus and sleep. Okay. Right? And also, also, and also, also had to work six days a week. Ew. Yeah. That's a lot of days. Yep. I don't like that. (laughs) And weirdly enough, in the 1960s, the sanatorium was doing so well, it was actually recognized as a legit hospital. Oh, Oh no! So 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 obviously, with all these sanatoriums, right? They're not in operation today. Wonder why? Uh, actually, it's because of the update of modern medicine and these practices in decline. Whoops! 
to no one's surprise, uh, the number of patients in the sanatorium declined. So the place finally closed in the 1990s. Ugh. Yay. Yowzers. In the 1990s. 90s. Yep. We were alive. Yep. That's fucked up. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, the Car- Carlian mm. Car- mm. Health System, I think that's how you pronounce that, acquired St. Albans Sanatorium okay. when it closed. Though it wasn't much longer that that health system abandoned the property in 2003. And there's a lot of speculation as to why, and a lot of people think that it was because of the ghosts there. It was haunted. Because it was hopping. Uh, the place came suggested sub- subjected to vandalism, theft, and, of course, uh, Satan parties while it sat vacant. Satan parties. That's I put. That's, that's me. I, I put that in there. I will never call them anything else. Satan parties. Satan parties. Um, a previous patient of the sanatorium, Tim Gregory, uh, a guy with two first names, bought the property. <laughs> Timothy and <laughs> Timothy Greg <laughs> Tim, Tim Tim Greg um his vision for the place was to make it a it is is he still owns it make it a research and enlightenment center however the place is still like dilapidated as shit huh so in order to raise the funds to establish the place he holds haunted house parties specifically on Halloween allows all of these places to come visit um, like I said, the Discovery Channel and sci-fi definitely has come. I think the Tennessee Wraith people, the Tennessee Wraith Hunters have also oh. gone there or something like that. So like a bunch of parano- big paranormal teams have gone there. Interesting. And it also hosts public and private hunt- hunt- hunts. Yeah, amongst the grounds. Interesting. Huh. I don't know about it. Do I mean, wanna- I can tell you about the hauntings. Yeah, gimme. You, you want to know about that? I do. And then I'll okay, decide so, if I want to record an episode in the place or not. Ah, uh, there, there's like I said, it's just consistent. Okay. Like all the time, like it's hot and it's nonstop, but there's nothing like big that okay. really happens. You know what I mean? Okay, that's fine. Proceed. Tell me. How, however, this place is coined, actually coined, one of the most active paranormal hotspots on the whole eastern coast. Okay. Yeah. Put it in the books. Be- be- because of how hopping it is, okay? Hell yeah. Um, full-bodied apparitions are seen, and apparently there is a picture that I could not find. Someone got a picture of a full-body apparition in the alcoholic wing, and I couldn't find that. But apparently there- that's just a story that's that's circulated on a bunch of websites. Shadow figures are also pretty big. Like mm. they- You can't like see the person, but you just see a black shadow. A ghost hunting team, which I linked in my notes that you can go check out their investigation. Uh, actually, let me say who it is. It's Mary, Mary, Maryland, Jesus, Maryland Ghost Trackers is the team that went. And they posted their results from their investigation on their website. And they caught a shadow figure on camera moving down the staircase. And it was disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> Uh, some, some report here, hearing full-blown conversations between, like, two distinct voices. Oh. Disembodied voices, screams from down the hallway. Oh. And nonstop footsteps, constant footsteps, pretty much all the time. There have been a couple reports of objects levitating and moving around. So, a a lot of people have brought toys in for some odd reason. Because little boys. 
little kids. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but there was not really any reports. There's a report of a young girl in the basement, but we'll talk about that in a second. But there's like a lot of objects lying around the place because it's still kind of abandoned. So shit moves. There's a room call- with a rocking chair called the rocker room. No. And the chair rocks by itself. Yeah, like, there's something you'll just- about that that I don't like. Like just rocking chairs rocking by themselves. Um, I'm good. Yeah, uh, you can just like walk in and it'll it'll be rocking, or you can ask and then it'll start rocking. Ring, 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 ring. No, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, the suicide bathroom is very heavy for a lot of people. Yeah, and it and it's it's very yeah for for obvious reasons. One woman from an investigation team reported having an icy cold hand grab her while she was in there. Ugh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. No? Okay. No, you guys didn't get to see the, like, crazy hand motion I did yeah, you, that. Like, no. Yeah, but, like ugh. you had a seizure. Yeah. <laughs> the bowling alley in the basement. Mm. There is apparently a spirit of a young girl who is suspected to be a daughter of one of the past patients, and she died in the hospital. Baby, so no. So her spirit still remains. And there's a mist that appears in the alley, the bowling alley, and mm. is associated with a woman named Gina Renee Hall. Renee uh-huh. Hall. Gina Renee Hall. And she was murdered near the hospital. She wasn't in the hospital, but somehow she has made her way into the hospital when she was murdered in 1980. That's really so, sad. I, that one's weird. So I got a couple of stories from the staff themselves because uh, the staff put out a YouTube video and I linked it on my notes. Oh, that's cool. It's like the St. Saint, uh, Albans Sanatorium, and, it'll, and it says, like, the ghosts there. It's like a quick four-minute video. Three staff members were down in the bowling alley, and, like, one of the guys there was, like, a skeptic, and the two there were, like, seasoned staff members. And two of them were seeing something in the darkness, but, like, both of them were just kind of like, are we seeing that? What the heck's going on? So one of them turns on the light, and there's just a giant black shadow standing there. Cool. And it turns... And it walks out the door. Goodbye. <laughs> See you later. See you never. Uh, preferably. In one of the upper rooms, so there were some people touring the building or I, I guess doing a walkthrough something. I don't know. Uh, one of the guys kind of like walked into this little cubby inlet, like a dormer window kind of thing. And he doubled over in pain. Yeah. And when they pulled up his shirt, he had nine inch scratch marks across his back. Three of them? He didn't say, but oh. I would assume so. Ah. Mocking of the Trinity, you know? Yeah. Always. Mr. Bagel Bites. <laughs> the, I don't know how, because I guess there's still electricity to the building. The elevator apparently still moves on its own. No. So one of the groups was on a lower level. I think it's like a three or four story building. So group was on a lower level and they heard the elevator start. It moved down two floors to their level. Once it got there, it stopped, dinged as if the door was going to open, and then never opened. Thank goodness it never opened, because you don't know what's going to walk out of there, you know? (gasps) And then the last one, a woman was in the basement about to do an EVP session with the group, and as she was getting a bunch of shit together, she said she felt like a tapping on her, like, leg, ankle. Mm. And she asked her buddy, who was kind of the closest to her, if he had touched her, and he said, nah, I haven't moved. So you you get the old touchy touch. I hate that a lot. <laughs> like not on my ankles. Like other places, I'm like, okay, don't don't do that. But like my ankles, I'm like, don't fucking touch them. The ankles are sacred. Yeah, don't touch my ankles. They're special. 
<laughs> special place. Don't touch my special ankles. So can we go here instead? Uh, we could do both. How about that? Is that acceptable? Okay. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Still those little anky touches. I don't want those. <laughs> just uh, just wear um, pants that cover your ankies. Yeah. I made the mistake today and didn't and got a spider on my anky and I almost died. What? Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were picking vegetables out of my friend's garden and I had like oh, oh, high oh, waters oh. on and like the grass was not tall enough to touch my ankles. Like, they had just trimmed the grass, and I was on the outside, and a fucking spider crawled off the back of my leg. I screamed and slapped the shit out of myself so hard. I scooshed the spider, but, like, I also <laughs> feel like I scooshed my skin, and it hurts. So, <laughs> it is what it is. Don't touch you, my ankles. You nailed it. No, you did it. You did the thing. Okay. So, that's that's St. Albans Sanatorium. Thank you for the spider story. You're welcome. I had to bring okay. it back up. <laughs> okay. That was kind of cool. Glad I, I'm glad I could unlock that memory for you and do that uh, for you. That's great. That's great. That was okay, good cool. though. No, that place sounds cool. That's yeah, place and it's close cool. by. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm on a binge to do Virginia Mount places. <laughs> Country roads. Okay. Yes. Um, if you want to check us out, be sure to head on over to our website at www.hotheartbarelynetwork.com. We have a page where you can submit a topic if you would like. And also, if you have any ghost stories, please send them our way. The next Email. episode is coming up where we're going to read ghost stories. So if you do have a pretty good one, be sure to, um, you can hit me, hit me up on Instagram or you can email them to us at haunt her. I barely know her at gmail.com. Yes. Um, again, we are on social media at H H I B K H podcast. Cool. If you go on Instagram, you'll get me. And if you go on Twitter, you'll get Zoe and we're there. We're just not there, there. You know know, what I mean? You know what? I I get you. Yeah. Like I respond to like messages, but I don't, have, i'm not i'm not there <laughs> i mean i i also respond to messages i just rarely get them yeah because it's twitter because so, it's twitter and nobody fucking does that it's fucking fucking twitter yeah it's for old people and angry people that's all i got that's why i put you on it rude <laughs> accurate but rude okay <laughs> okay until next time haunt her i barely know her why oh, that spider oh, i knew you, i was gonna say that damn it <laughs>